Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chad, IGN's Destiny Show. Joining me today is Fran Mirabella on my left. Hey, everybody. Sean Finnegan on my right. How's it going? And today we are going to be talking about some stuff that you guys sent in. First of all, this was from Bodum Reaper, who brought up the Days of the Dawning. And this is uh, potentially the next Festival of the Lost event. Mm-hmm. We'll find out more soon. But we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about... Activision being serious about making movies and whether or not Destiny is a potential candidate. And we're also going to talk about the MLG acquisition and what that means for Destiny. Right off the bat, let's go right into this day of the dawning thing, because we were just talking about it off off the air, sort of. And what this is, is... Yeah, where did it start? Like So we got this email, like, hey, sign on early in January and you'll get 15 modes of light and 15 strange coins for doing so. And uh, so a lot of us did that. But it also said, like, uh, you'll get an emblem, a rising light emblem for the upcoming event, Days of the Dawning. So this YouTube user, a lot of you probably know him more console, kind of like had this crazy idea. And he did some data mining to kind of like put the pieces together about uh, how there's eight letters where you got to go talk to like Petrovenge and some of the other key characters in the tower. And he thinks, this is speculation, he thinks... Yeah, just to stress that as a yeah. warning, right? Data mining, mm-hmm. which is from passcode, yeah. you know, one you'll all remember was there was a consumable that in King's Fall you would in- oh, maybe yeah. increase drops and right, everybody freaks mm-hmm. out and like, yeah. that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. So this just, it's unreliable, but yeah. it's, it's fascinating to talk about. So. Yeah, it's <laughs> speculation. So he thinks that you're going to get these eight letters, which he got through data mining. He, it wasn't really clear how he did that. But... Um, that they will result in the eight new exotics, including armor pieces, basically. Various exotic armor pieces and the exotic uh, sparrow. Well, that's the implication, right? There mm-hmm. there are eight missing exotics in the game right now. There just happens to be eight letters. Could these be correlated? We're not sure. Mm-hmm. We don't know. That seems That's where the speculation lies. We mm-hmm. do know that there are these eight quests. From who and what they do, we don't actually know. I mean, not even quests, letters. Mm-hmm. We know that there are eight letters. We don't know that they start quests, but it just seems coincidental that there's eight missing exotics and eight letters. Like, yep. yeah, they seem probably. Yeah, it seems correlated. like it would be quests. I do think it's good speculation. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, exotic um, leg engram that I'm storing in the vault for my warlock. Yeah, <laughs> has been sitting there taking up space forever. And actually, this week, uh, you know, Zer is selling the helmet engram. I think so. Save that one up too, because that's a legacy, though, character. isn't it? That's a legacy, isn't it? Oh, is it just a... Be oh, careful, right. so, be careful. Uh, no, you know, I didn't look. My friend yeah. mentioned it on... Yeah, just be careful that you don't buy those yeah, legacy engrams that are more expensive <laughs> for some crazy Pointless. reason. Um, yeah. But anyway, I do think it's good speculation. Um, the question is, like, with, you know, with the size and scope of what we think that this event is going to be, like, similar to Festival of the Lost, which was, you know, a couple-day-long event, and it's, like, based around sort of a holiday, like... 
Is it prudent to reveal eight exotics? Like, that's a kind of significant chunk of but gear. Yeah, but it's all armor, though. So, mm-hmm. you know, you look at it as it's almost, uh, we're going on five months or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So That's true. I, I mean, this sounds Use really... new gear. The idea that it's letters and that, like, it might contain more lore, that kind of excites me more than the yeah, actual reward cool. of exotics. It is know? a regular exotic helmet, Ingram. So the legacy is oh, okay, good. primary. Good, good, good. Oh, it's a primary legacy? Yeah. Maybe I can finally get those two from uh, Prison of Elders that <laughs> I never got. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm like saying. Pro- uh, Queensbreaker's bow. Yeah, I, I didn't get... I didn't Lord get the Wolves. Queensbreaker and Dregs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, can you get that out of the Engram, though? I guess you could. Yeah. yeah. Meaning it's so weird for me to think of that way because I did all that out of prison and the, yeah. you know, you remember you got to choose from the three. And then you had to, like, level anyway. up. Yeah. yeah. Lord of Wolves was so good. I missed mm-hmm. that gun. I wish they made a year two version of yeah. it. Steering the conversation back to the topic at hand. Uh, do you got, uh, I like the idea that it would be lore, lore heavy. That always excites me. Um, would Why do we does, think it's lore heavy, though? Because, because of the letters. Because, because it's letters. letters, and I assume you would read something if it's a letter. I've read a lot of stuff in Destiny. Yeah. It's not as much lore as you thought. That I think it'd be interesting to learn more about Petrovenge and yeah. characters like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm curious if it uh, Yeah, like if it sets the stage for anything. We saw that with the No Time to Explain quest. Um, yeah. there, is a, there is a new primary that was uh, unlocked with one of the recent updates, and uh, I'm kind of curious what that is. There is? Yeah, there's a new primary uh, exotic that was uh, added to your inventory that you can get with one of the recent uh, updates. Is it? I'm missing Jade Jackrabbit, and then there's one mysterious one that nobody knows what it is. But can you actually get it today, or this is just— You can't get it today, so it's something coming. Oh, this is in, like, the when you go to the menu for— Yeah, yeah, when you go to your exotic thing. Got it. So that's pretty intriguing. Is this going to be enough content to hold people over? So see, I think the bigger question is this. Like you're describing, okay, there's going to be eight letters and therefore probably eight quests or who Mm -hmm. knows. But what is the event? Okay, that's the real question. Mm Because if the event is eight mysterious letters have shown a thought, that's not what Mm -hmm. they normally do, actually. Like the description says, like, it's celebrating the year past and looking forward to the year coming in the future. Yeah, that's what the the description. Like, what does that even, what does that mean? Well, well, that's actually about the January 12th, like, go hang out in the tower. That's not about this event. This event is separate, and they're looking forward to Days of the Dawning. Which is the event. Which is all that we know about the the event coming, yes. so It's called Days of the Dawning. It's, it, you know, if you look at Festival of the Lost um, as the biggest, you know, kind of tower event they've done, like it, yeah. you would assume it's something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody shows up at the tower. That would know? be that would be pretty cool. That would be really interesting. I hope would the oh yeah, I guess the queen wouldn't necessarily come back. What if it's <laughs> well, I don't of... know that we don't know that she's dead. By the way, no, but I like, don't think we, she's we just going to think... stroll in without a great cutscene. What know? if yeah. it's instead of Zer or anyone like that, it's one of the nine, or the nine. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Mm, I there mean, are, be insane, so there's, right? we there's, eight, about the there's eight letters, and then there's that one mysterious exotic that pops up, that's nine things, maybe, Actually, you, you might know, be honest there's there's a quest. with that nine number, that maybe yeah. there's part of this, and we've seen that before, where there's like that ninth thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if more consoles write, and it's eight armor have. pieces, and one new primary, that's nine different And it's called Days of the Dawning. Exotics. Like, if we just want to think about what the dawn of, like, Destiny is, like, mm-hmm. the very beginning of it, seems to kind of all be wrapped up with the lore of the nine, right? Like, who these people are, what they do. Yeah. Why do they have all these powerful weapons that they mm-hmm. send their emissary to, like, give to us? Mm-hmm. Why are they invested in the Guardians? Or, yeah, maybe this is, a like, a prequel to something larger. 
You know, yeah. that that would be really well, exciting. The next game, the prologue. <laughs> well, not the next game. Probably the next piece of big DLC. You well, know, I think I think we're big piece of DLC. I think we're gonna get another piece of DLC before we get the next game reveal. You know, well, we'll get this. We'll get Days of the Dawning, and then I think we'll get like a DLC drop. I I don't think Days of the Dawning is gonna be like a raid. They said no, similar no, in really, size to Festival uh, of the Lost. We do know another piece is coming after that. So yeah, I mean, let's yeah. if we look at the last uh, events, the biggest stuff we got right was a bl- flaming blue skull, mm-hmm. and then you could get a three twenty helmet drop um, out of the SL SRL. Yeah. So, like, yeah, meaning if you compare size, like that's you know what it means probably. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm more inquisitive about like what could the event itself be? Like, is it just a tower event? What does it letters? Look like? Yeah. And does it just send you back to previous quests where you do something a little different? <laughs> You know, kind of like we saw with Black Spindle Quest. Like, that would be cool, though, if there's a couple things like that as part of this. Yeah. Like, the Black Spindle Quest is still one of my favorite, you know, moments. As hard as it can be. Yeah, mine um, too. It, you had that raid reward feeling of like, ah, I beat it, you know, and I got this awesome reward. Yeah, and these exotics so. could just be a bunch of 280 exotics. You know, they're not necessarily 320s, yeah. you know. I, although, now that I think about it. Um, it better be at least 310. If there's eight maybe letters. Three, maybe 290. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it this way, too. Like, I don't play all, you know, three characters, so mm-hmm. the letters don't apply to me necessarily across the board. So there's got to be more to it than just, you know, those eight letters. Obviously. Yeah, that's true. So. It's really, really interesting. We're pretty intrigued by it. I we want to hear more. I yeah. hope that they are quests. One of the things I wish they'd done more is implement more quests as the Taken King went on, because when you first got into Taken King and you hit level 40, you still had so much to do because you had all these quests, and mm-hmm. they'd give you really cool rewards. And I wish there was more of that, and I wish they kept implementing those. Maybe this is the way they do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think it could have any impact on trials, since it seems to relate to Mercury? Like, Ooh. Um, I mean, Which, I don't know, but... This event? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they would tie it to multiplayer only, you know? There would have to be, like, a single-player yeah, I mean, sort of experience. Not a single-player, but... Wait, yeah. there's eight letters, and there's, like, this thing with nine? Or how many planets are there in the solar system? Is it oh, I don't nine? know. Well, the eight winds and well, the planets. Ninth, it's like well, Moon, they, Earth, Mars. Moon isn't a planet. Destiny. Destination. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But destination. Yeah. He just means destination. Yeah. Earth. It's fine. Earth, Mars, Venus. <laughs> There's three, Sean. No, not in destiny. I mean, in the actual solar system. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I don't know. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now you just made us all look like idiots. I think it's not. I don't right? want to go through. I think, yeah, there are nine. Is Pluto are still right. a planet? I know Pluto's that's not what a planet. I was about to say. Pluto's well, not. no, it went yeah. back and forth. I believe. And yeah. There's still mm-hmm. the debate. But, when uh, we all grew up, Pluto was a planet. Yeah. For some of the listeners out there, maybe you it's grew not. up when Pluto was not a planet. It's, it's a, <laughs> but I think it's a planet again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. In any event. <laughs> yeah. But there Let's are. Let's not talk about the solar system but, but anymore. Remember, Bungie, Bungie has that fascination with the number nine. So, of course, it's a theme across the board. No, there, eight wins, Bungie, ninth goes no, to the lighthouse, Bungie, eight letters, ninth brings eight you to Eight planets, Sir. or possibly nine. Bungie, Bungie has a fascination with the number seven, not nine. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're thinking yeah. seven. But yeah. No, but just nine Destiny, is thematically relevant. Destiny in the game. has had a lot of nine. the fascination with nine. Apologies. Yeah. Good correction. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, but, we yeah. need more events. So, hey, I hope we don't it's, know. it's fun. And I hope actually it is mission based. I mean, that's where, who knows? So. We're going to find out more next week when they post their first update since the break. Uh, let's move on to... Nine planets in the solar system. <laughs> okay, Is good. Pluto still a planet? I need to know. Yeah. Wait. Well, let me look. Well, No. Well, no, it's not. Mercury, Venus, Earth, All right, Mars, kids, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Moving on. So, Sean, you, you played games competitively. Uh, I did. I do. Activision purchased MLG, basically. Yes. And MLG was like 
the place for competitive shooters for a long time. Yeah, MLG, Major League Gaming, uh, mm -hmm. one of the first after like the fall of Cal and CPL competitive gaming organizations out there that was actually uh, sustainable and did really good things for esports for a really long time. Mm -hmm. So what do you think this means for Destiny? Do you think Destiny is going to come into the fold? I mean, I would love to see Destiny come into the fold as far as competitive gaming goes. Mm -hmm. MLG runs a really good organization, and like I said, because of the way that they treat esports and sort of the viewership that people that they have, like games like StarCraft and uh, and Halo and, and Counter-Strike and fighting games have really come into their own, and people love to go to MLG to watch that stuff, and it's just become its own thing. It it's still up for debate and announcement of like how Activision's handling the acquisition. Yeah, like we have no idea. Nobody said that it's only going to be Activision games. Totally. Now, but I mean, you would we would think. speculate that it would be. Well, I, Activision yeah. did say MLG is going to keep being MLG. You know, mm -hmm. we're just kind of offering them support. But I mean, I would love to see Destiny in the competitive scene. Yeah, I mean, that's my thing. Is like me as much as I I love I love Destiny too, and I think it's a pretty competitive game. But I think like in order for it to function under the sort of MLG esports banner, like competitive gaming, like the game itself isn't built for that right now, right? Like mm -hmm. you do, you would need you would need dedicated servers and custom lobbies and stuff so that you could you know choose maps, veto maps, like set up teams and stuff. Like there's no like. If you're a really good Destiny team and you want to play against another really good Destiny team right now, you have to kind of game the system in order mm -hmm. to queue against them or queue dodge other people in order to get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you just can't, like, think of running a tournament based yeah, on you that. You, you need, you done, need right? yeah, Bungie to come in and make you this custom thing, basically. Like, yeah. they kind of did this with uh, Rift when mm -hmm. Rift was first revealed. They had, like, a mini tournament. I think it was at Bungie. And uh, they were able to kind of, like, set it up exactly the way they wanted it to be. So it was even right. competitively. And even in with yeah. Halo, like, uh, in the past, like, they run custom lobbies and they run it on LAN. And then they mm -hmm. stream the LAN out to a stream, which people can view that on the internet. But all of the games are played on LAN so that there's minimal lag, yeah. minimal server interruption, anything that would affect the competitive level of gameplay. Mm -hmm. And Destiny just isn't in that space right now. Like we don't have the tools necessary to create but the environment does. necessary for yeah. esports. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Bungie does certainly. I mean, they made the game, right? But you can't really know. practice without that environment. Yeah, but we yeah. don't really know if you know Bungie operates pretty much autonomously, mm -hmm. like from Activision. I don't know that Activision or anyone's going to force Bungie to make the game a little bit more adaptable for esports. Oh, I, as much as I would yeah. love to see it. Yeah, I think Bungie would come in and like set this up for you know MLG or whoever wants to do it, and uh, let them go to town. Uh, I would I would love to see this, but let me ask you this: What maps would work? Everyone except Cauldron. I don't really? Know. You really I think like they're all that no, I hate that Cauldron. even? No, I mean, I think. It really depends on what the game mode ends, yeah, ends up being, right? Like, is it going to be 3v3, Trials of Osiris, Revives and stuff? Or is I it think... more like 6v6, Clash, Control? Like, Or is it a mix, right? Like, I would love Trials of Osiris. Oh, I mean, That would be, be awesome. great for MLG. I think Trials would be really cool. Like, that format works really mm -hmm. well, I think, and it's more intense and more sort of team-oriented. But at the same time, like, I really love 6v6 Control, and it's mm -hmm. like a different play style. It's, like, very active. It's very, like, you know... From a spec, like what you got to what you got to recognize is like while games are fun to play, just in general, what makes an esport really successful as an esport is watch. engaging. Yeah, exactly, being fun to watch, mm -hmm. and 
games like Counter-Strike and, you know, Dota and League of Legends and fighting games are really fun to watch, even for people who don't play those games. And you got to make Destiny work in the same way. And I'm mm -hmm. just not sure what that means, right? Like, you'd have to test it out and figure it out. Mm -hmm. I think I think Trials would be the best, actually, for an MLG-type game. I think for level of gameplay and competitive, mm -hmm. like, uh, sort of, like, the skill-oriented stuff, mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think, I think Trials is probably the best suited. Yeah. But it'd be real fun to watch a great team racket control you know mm -hmm. or like i don't know it just yeah i mean there's a lot of game types out there like look at competitive halo for a long time like it's not just team slayer right yeah like there's a lot of oddball and capture the flag in there and that's mm -hmm. part of the rotation and as a team you have to be good at all of those game types in order to be a successful halo team i would love to be able to see destiny teams put through the same sort of ringer right like you got to be good at control you got to be good at clash you got to be good at you know trials and that would be super cool mm -hmm. definitely all right, John. Let's I think move. That's yeah. Destiny Two is what I'm thinking. To build out all the stuff you're talking about, it could be a while. Yeah. And yeah, whether or not Activision would really make that influence just because they bought MLG, I think it's more mm -hmm. what you were saying. I mean, if Bungie is thinking about it, and I'm sure they are, and they're serious, they'll build it out for the next iteration. You know? I mean, we talked be... a lot about it on the show too. Like we would all love those tool sets for a game like Destiny. Not a, yeah, I would love mm -hmm. the tool sets, but I also think that in terms of just like esports have or competitive games more than any other games out there, I think, have very, very long legs, right? Because th with a high skill ceiling, it takes a long, long time to get up to the skill ceiling because it takes time to get good, right? It's skill-oriented. Tell me about it. Like, that's why I have 2,000 hours in Counter-Strike because there's still more for me to... I'm still not that good, like, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. right? And I want to be good, and so I put more and more time into it, and that's just how it is with fighting games and first-person shooters and stuff like that, and MOBAs. If you want, and Destiny's a game like that already. People put tons of time into it. What would be a better way, a more engaging way for more of the fan base to kind of even want to play more is if it was competitive. And yeah. if it was built for a long-term endeavor like esports is. Like, it would just be good for the environment. It would be good for yeah. the game. Yeah, I mean, the fact that there are crucible stars out there, you know, yeah. whether it's Triple Rec or Goth or whatever, the fact that, yeah, you can't just have them put together two teams and go at it with each other. Yeah. You know, that's a perfect example of, like, people would watch that. But totally. We can't, we can't yet. There's mm -hmm. tools aren't there. Yeah. So. Anyway, moving on to the final uh, subject. It's, again, about Activision, you know, moving into the movie industry this time, though. Um, <clears throat> does that mean a Destiny movie's on the way? They have confirmed Call of Duty, Skylanders, Diablo, and StarCraft are of interest at this time. I would love, I would love to see a Destiny movie, and I think it would work really well in that space. You're not going to see one anytime soon. No, no, no. I mean, this is way I, off. Way off. Is but like the say. franchise, I think is definitely there's going to be a Destiny two and probably a Destiny three because Destiny one sold so well for Activision. Um, I, I think a lot rides on the Warcraft movie. Like a lot. What about the Assassin's Creed movie? movie? Oh, that's Ubisoft. Duh. I mean, well, <laughs> no, video game I, yeah. movies in general. Yeah. 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 Like right. a lot There's, of. The big one's coming Assassin's Creed, Ratchet and Clank, uh, and Warcraft. Warcraft. Yeah. So yeah. here, and here's the thing, right? So and traditionally, Uncharted. traditionally, yeah. video game movies have been real bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Real bad. Like terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, even the ones that are commercially successful are not critically successful, mm -hmm. right? Like, Except for one, which is Mortal Kombat, mm -hmm. yeah. which is the only good video game movie maybe well, ever made. It's kind of not great. No, 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 no. I, I, I would say, one, right? yeah, I would say that mm -hmm. 
the first Mortal Kombat is legitimately a good movie because it doesn't take itself all that seriously. Right. And uh-huh. the parts that are campy about it, it does that tongue in cheek, you know, yeah. like. Raiden it's not the is so worst. funny in that Your movie. Soul is mine. Yeah, yeah, like it's just a little. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. It's it's just it as over good. of the top mm. as it needs to be, right? But a lot of video game movies aren't like that, and I think that it time like we've gotten to that point where games are now mainstream enough to where people look at video games as the next opportunity for movies to capitalize uh, on a big blockbuster franchise the way they have with Mar- with uh, comic books, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. yeah. they look at they look at video games as this is potentially the new comic book movie, which are those are Hollywood's blockbusters yeah. now. That's the modern day blockbuster is yeah. the comic book movie, the superhero movie. So I mean, like we're at this point now where we think that that's where video games may be, but we haven't had a good example of it yet. And I think people are looking towards the Assassin's Creed movie and the Warcraft movie to prove that. And I don't know that if they're critically or commercially successful mm-hmm. if we'll see smaller th- games like destiny make it to the big screen i think those two movies they're gonna tank i'm just gonna call it right now i no, think ratchet no, 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 and no. clank i think ratchet and clank's gonna be fantastic i'll bet you warcraft <laughs> makes a ton of money even if it's not good it'll make money it'll be a bad movie though yeah but assassin's Hollywood creed will make cares money about money. you're saying critically yeah. tank yeah. yeah yeah assassin's creed make it'll Here's make money thing. it'll tank i'll bet you if we're making predictions about the mm-hmm. warcraft movie uh I'm going to go on the record and say that I bet you it makes money and it is a commercial success. Not a critical success, but not bad. Like, I'll bet you it'll be very middle of the road. It'll be like a seven. Maybe a six. On the IGN scale, seven's good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe a six, five. In my mind, like Oops. a six, five or a seven. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. And we're guessing yeah. based on a trailer. Yeah, we're so, guessing. Total yeah. speculation. This yeah. is just feeling, Thanks right? Thanks for the yeah. review, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I actually have a lot of faith in Duncan Jones. He's a great director. I think mm-hmm. I really like Source Code, and obviously Moon is amazing, right? But I do think that, like, I from the trailer, I get the sense that Blizzard's been real... Oh yeah, hands on with the material, sure. and I don't know that that works very well in Hollywood. So we'll, time will tell with that movie, and same with the Assassin's Creed movie. But as far as Destiny goes, like I think it would be—I am a huge sci-fi guy, and I think the mm-hmm. world and the characters and the lore would work really well in that. But at the same time, like if if I have to bet on where Activision is going to go with movies in terms of sci-fi properties, I have to put StarCraft first above well, Destiny. Well, StarCraft's on the list already. But I, that's what I, I mean. Yeah. It's like, I don't think yeah. they'd do both. Oh, uh, okay. Right? Even StarCraft, though, it's just like, I, I do think they're both examples where, like, the world and the material to deal with, like, it's, it's pretty good, mm-hmm. and the names are strong. But, like, I don't know. Like, do you really, like, there's no, like, hero character. You're super stoked. Mm-hmm. Jim like, Rayner, man. Yeah, but, like, StarCraft isn't even that popular in esports anymore, right? Like, it's, yeah, you're comparatively. right. Comparatively. Viewership has like, come down. Nobody's a lot. freaking mm-hmm. out about StarCraft anymore. And, like, even the Halo stuff, like, it's all okay. None of it's been phenomenal yet. Well, that's all Microsoft's Yeah, but at least, but yeah. let's just use that example. Like, mm-hmm. Halo, you've got Master Chief. It's very set up to be, mm-hmm. like, it's it's sort of clear to everyone why you would make a Halo movie. Sean is right though that it pulled a Neil Blomkamp film, which I'm guessing would have been great. Yeah, you know. But, but my point Blomkamp, I'm trying to make so. here is when I look at Destiny, there's just not there's a ton that you could build it into something big. But when I look at it today, I'm like I don't even know what is going on in this world and oh, what yeah. the Traveler's about. And like there's nobody I would point to other than Cade's comedic relief as a lead. As like I would watch that character, you know, and, and Petrovenge. Well, so yeah. that's kind of my thing queen. is like you have with, you know, with StarCraft, I think you Derek's. have better, stronger main characters that drive the story forward as opposed to Destiny. Although I love the world that Destiny's established and like the characters in it. You're right. None of them strike me as like a main character the way like Jim Rayner from StarCraft would. Because yeah. like Jim and Ra- Jim Rayner and then I mean, not even just in terms of the humans. Right. But you have Jim Rayner and his relationship with Sarah Kerrigan, who's the leader of, you know. 
the Zerg and like the psychic ghost who he has a relationship and a history with. Mm-hmm. And then you have Zeratul and Artanis from the yeah. Protoss, and it's just like all of the pieces that tell that story well in StarCraft and StarCraft Brood War and leading up into StarCraft Two, like all of them are there and they're I don't know. In my mind, they're really that's that is a movie right there. Yeah, you know? there's plenty to latch onto, but yeah. that's my point with Destiny. It's like there's not a ton to latch. There's onto not. Right yeah, now. Like, but I mean that's the thing is like Destiny is kind of one of these things where it's like all you need from the game in terms of the movie is to set up the story and the parameters of which the story evolves in. Like you could be a no name guardian. The movie could be about a no name guardian, or it could be about just a guardian. About three in guardians. General. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Whatever but, it is. And then they and maybe they explore like what the traveler yeah. is or who but he is like, or, and all that yeah, stuff. I don't know. Yeah, so when I look at Halos or, or Halo or Starcraft, at least I'm like, okay, I like Alien. Mm-hmm. So you can do something with those movies that's like that yeah. or something in that vein. But looking at Destiny, it's just all over. It could be anything right yeah. now. If you oh, take if you take a look at the talent that uh, Activision announced recently, uh, Stacy Schur, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Van Dyke. And Stacy worked on The Hateful Eight, Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained, Garden State, Aaron Brockovich. So, like, she has... Yeah, like, longtime producer, big Hollywood credits. That's kind of... Mm-hmm. You brought up Microsoft before and Halo. Uh, I'm as big an advocate of anyone in the world that a Halo movie would be a huge critical and commercial success. But the problem is Microsoft is too hands-on with it. They won't let Hollywood just take it away. Mm-hmm. At least with Activision Blizzard, we have them creating a new wing of the studio or, or you know ab studios inside of activision having a hollywood person who's tried and true and worked on big movies come in and deal with the materials uh that gives me more hope already right yeah mm. and actually you know thinking about it it's like i was just rereading the press release and we always latch on to the idea of the big film the blockbuster but actually definitely i would say destiny and call of duty tv shows at great candidates, mm-hmm. you know, because that's oh, a yeah. place where you can, you know, you have so much time to develop and create your own narratives uh, in this oh, awesome I think world. Skylanders, so, yeah, I, that's going to be a TV show. Yeah, but I actually if think on the already. TV side, which tends to build towards making it a movie eventually, you have a pretty good chance of those. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah, maybe Destiny, a television show, mm-hmm. way more behind that. Because again, like you can start from zero. Like a movie, yeah. I just feel like none of that's there yet. Call so, yeah. of Duty would be a it's, movie. It's Starcraft so would be a movie. I don't see either of those as a TV show. I yeah. don't either. I also don't see Destiny as a TV show. I don't really? see sci-fi's Destiny. In Let's yeah. talk about that then. Well, Why just not think Destiny about it. As a TV show. Think mm-hmm. about think about like okay, as a creative cost or as what? A, yeah, as a creative person. Louis C.K. as the Titan. Think about think about what it would <laughs> Jerry make. Jerry Seinfeld as the Hunter. Or think about what it would take to make something on the scale Sean, of what's a three-camera shoot in the Vanguard. And, just, <laughs> and it's basically it's a sitcom uh, just talking to each other exactly. Cade's like yelling at why do we decrypt these engrams yeah. <laughs> why don't we use them to build laugh things? tracks <laughs> it's a this engram show. it just won't decrypt it decrypted into nothing God. Oh, God. Varric shows up oh yeah. man Varric's is drunk again yeah God is <laughs> exactly God. played by Destiny <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. My voice acting talents are available, should they be required. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but on the serious side, mm-hmm. were, did you mean because of the production cost? Yeah, well, I mean, just like how many, think about it in all of history, how many successful, long-running sci-fi TV shows are there? There's not a lot, right? Sci-fi Fire is tough Fly, to do. Wait, they canceled it. <laughs> sci-fi as a genre is tough to do on TV, mm-hmm. right? Because it's, or fantasy, if it's hard, right? Like spaceships, lots of visual effects, mm-hmm. like big themes. Like Those costs are coming down, though, with it costs, Con- it costs a lot, and you have to do one episode a week? Like, that's yeah. really yeah, hard, man. Yeah, but it's man. big... 
big production up front, you release, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't be done. Netflix. I'm not saying it can't be done, right? Battlestar Galactica. Like, there's just not a lot of them. That's what I'm saying. It's a huge risk, is what you're saying. And even even Battlestar Galactica is done so smartly because it feels big budget, but if you you watch behind-the-scenes documentaries about how that's made, like, that ship is real small. The set, and they shoot the... They shoot the hell out of it, like mm-hmm. every angle, yeah. different lighting, and they make it look like it's a lot of different places when it's not. Right, it's like one. You just room. can't in a in a in my mind, you can't get away with that when you're making Destiny. Like you mm-hmm. can't skip out on big locations and big sets or, and awesome ships and stuff because that's what Destiny is. You, you know? build the tower, you have a lot of like story there, mm-hmm. and then like you every once in a while you go somewhere, you know, and that's like a big moment for but, each like. Season. That's the thing is like you even need. Like every three episodes, you would basically need like a huge action set piece because mm-hmm. that's what Destiny is. It's a shooter, man. It's about like being in the trenches and fighting alien races and True. destroying all these enemies. And it's like without that every three episodes, like that's even like that's just super hard. Like to me, to me, the movie, like what 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 Destiny needs to be as a movie in terms of tone and scope and scale is Edge of Tomorrow. Have you guys seen that movie? No, I haven't. Edge yet. of Tomorrow is amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. Everyone wrote it off because it's Tom Cruise and it came out. Oh yeah, the, that's right. I wanted to see Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, everyone everyone wrote it off because. Oh, it's, I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone wrote it off because the it's Tom Cruise line. and it's a yeah. sci-fi action mm-hmm. movie, and it came out very similarly timed as another sci-fi Tom Cruise action movie <laughs> that was not that Oblivion. good. Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. but. Edge I liked of Tomorrow. Oblivion. It wasn't perfect. It was no. I like it I too. Love the Me and Aransky talk about this all yeah. the time. Aransky <laughs> hates it. I think it's pretty good, but. Uh, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow is an awesome movie that's super smartly done. That's what it would have to be in terms of practical mm-hmm. effects, suits and all that stuff, awesome action sequences, and a really cool story. That is really tough to execute on a weekly basis on the cost that it would probably take to produce a season. So for me, Destiny's a big screen thing. Yeah. yeah. It depends on how you handle it. But you are right. Destiny begs, I think, more effects, bigger set pieces. But mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. anything, you can take some small-scale thing and turn it into right something you really care about yeah um, destiny the movie is just srl it's right. a racing thing it's fast and furious <laughs> oh my god in the destiny yeah. universe i love it that's exactly. what i want to do <laughs> it gets me excited to hear you guys so excited about destiny as like even a tv show or film yeah. though you know i think the world's yeah. there and i think people mm-hmm. love what's there in it enough that they would want to support something like that yeah mm-hmm. That's it for this episode, everybody. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you and for thank having you me. thank you for joining us. Thanks for putting Fran, what, what have we got to plug today? Oh, the usual. You can catch us on uh, IGN and our uh, leave a review You know, on the mm-hmm. app stores or wherever you're checking this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I'm not full plugs today. I just yeah. I do Go to IGN.com slash store for the shirts. That's right. And check out our Facebook group, Fireteam Chat on Facebook. They asked that we plug them a little more. Oh, so, yeah. So, Please yeah, do. you guys are awesome. So I was just course. on there last night chatting with some folks. So yeah. It's a great place. It's a good group. Real quick shout out to my friends, uh, Bodum Reaper and Orbs. And, Bodum uh, Reaper actually is the one that sent through yeah. the da- Days of the Dawning Letter yeah, yeah. suggestion. Good tip there. Uh, yeah. Jackie Nicole and Atheon, all these guys who helped me and Brian Raid yesterday. Yeah. They did did not want to do it, and I made them do it. <laughs> King's Fall? Yeah. Nice. I just missed it on reset, yeah. and I have a lot to do this weekend, so I'm not going to be able to play, oh, so nice. I made them do it last night, and they were all playing this uh, arc dinosaur raising oh, game. Oh, the, yeah. 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 And Jackie was like, I want to raise my raptors, and you guys are making me raid? And I was like, yeah, we need <laughs> you. So, yeah. Right. Thank you, team. Very nice. All right. Well, that's it for this time. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.